Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, folks, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you are new here, hey, hey, welcome to the show um, and the insanity therein. It's been um, it's been another week here in 2021 you know, trending very much 2020-ish. Personally, everything is good. We're over here living, thriving. Baby girl is getting so big. Can't believe she is seven weeks, y'all. She is seven weeks old. I'm getting ready to go back to work, um, which pretty much means I go to a different room with my laptop and work from there. So fortunately, I have the the privilege to be able to work from home um, and I'm beyond ecstatic and beyond grateful for that. Not a lot of people have that opportunity um, and it's so good to just be home with my husband, with my baby, uh, especially during these unsettling times, especially during these unsettling times. Like I remember when outside was open and there wasn't any... uh, um, unrest civil unrest all over the place so yeah it's good to be just home home is a great place to be i'm hoping wherever you are you are safe you are comfortable you are well fed and well rested um and it all goes well with you we have a hell of a show today there's a lot to talk about it's a lot going on um culturally uh nationally yeah So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's just get to the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. Okay, let's start with something light. Let's do something light. So you remember last week when we discussed Mia Ponsetto, the young woman who viciously accused Keon Harold's son, Keon Jr., of stealing her phone at the Arlo Hotel in Soho, New York? You remember that whole story? Well, she just recently had her interview with Gail King. So on my Instagram and on my TikTok, I shared a clip of the interview and the caption reads, does anyone want to see a train wreck? Wow, that interview, you guys. Um, Oh boy, where do we start? So she shows up to the interview, not wearing, you know, typical interview clothes or even like just appropriate clothes for TV. She shows up in... Um, Instagram baddie outfit, which, you know, no judgment against the clothes. It's just like, Mia, if you were trying to get sympathy and empathy from people, I don't know if this is it. I don't know if this is it for you. Because she shows up wearing a almost flesh-colored tube top, crop, you know, so her whole belly is out, her whole chest is out. It's a little almost the same skin tone as she is 
band covering her boobs, um, a leather jacket, and a hat that says daddy on it. Um, sure, why not? Uh, she's sitting with her lawyer and Gail, you know, she's doing her interview. Gail asks the questions. You know, that's why they put Gail with these sort of high profile situations, uh, high profile interview situations. That's why she got the uh, R. Kelly situation. Um, Gail King has had some interviews and she's been working in the industry for decades. So it leads one to wonder why was Mia allowed by whomever was supposed to be handling her to just talk to Gail King the way she talked to Gail King. I'm sitting here listening to her and Gail is like just asking her basic questions. So like, why did you do this? Why did you think he had your phone? Little things like that. She couldn't answer basic questions. You know, there's one portion where Gail King asks, she said, um, so are you profiling something like something to the effect of, were you profiling Keon? And Mia's like, no, no. Um, I was, you know, I just, I, I just assumed that he had my phone or something to the, that effect. And I'm sitting here just like, that's profiling, honey. <laughs> you were in a lobby filled with people and the people that you went after were black people. Why did you think the two black people had your phone? Or sorry, the one black person had your phone and the other black person came to their defense. Despite the fact that they literally stepped off the elevator a minute before they encountered you. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the story, Mia accused Keon of stealing her phone. Turns out she left her phone in the back of an Uber. Mia attacks Keon Jr., literally tackling him to the ground. Like, makes this big hubbub in the middle of this fancy hotel's lobby and then attacks the attacks the boy, right? She ends up getting charged. Um, it makes this huge, big statement. And Gail King wanted to address it. She said um, so about the racial profiling and Mia couldn't even formulate a sentence. She was basically, she said something to the effect of, how can I be racist when I'm a woman of color? Which that's a whole conversation in and of itself, you know, but that's a conversation we could have for another day. But basically, yes, you can be racist even if you're a person of color, if you're assuming that the one black person in your space is the one who stole from you. That's racist. That's a racist thing to assume, you know, and all this like I said earlier, like I said in last week's show, all this could have been avoided if someone had just called her phone. You would have easily seen, oh, this phone's not ringing. This must be one of the other billions of iPhones in the world. Crazy girl. Anyway, the, the interview just continues on. And Mia's just being weird. And Gail is pressing her about the the thing about the entire incident, and Mia can't seem to give her a good answer. And so finally, Gail asks her. She's pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, like Gail King does, like a good journalist would. Um, but not so hard where you're like even feeling bad for the young woman. The young woman can't take any responsibility. She can't take any responsibility for her actions. 
And finally, she gets to a point where Mia literally lifts up her hand and closes it at Gail and says, enough. Okay, Gail, enough. Mia Ponsetta was a 22-year-old girl. Gail King is a legend in the, in, in the journalistic space. Are you kidding me? At, me personally, as a black woman, I can't tell you how badly I wanted to climb through my phone screen and talk some sense into this young woman in a not friendly way. Are you kidding me? This is Gail King. Gail King. Y'all are crazy. Boy, when I tell you, I wasn't alone in that sentiment. <laughs> there were so many other people who felt the, that same way. Like, are you talking to a grown? Like, you're supposed to be grown, but you, like, you're grown. At 22, you are grown. You are absolutely grown. Um, and someone needs to tell, tell her that because that was one of the things that Mia kept bringing up. It's like, oh, I'm just a 22-year-old girl. I'm a 22-year-old girl. Um, but she kept calling Keon Jr., who is 14, by the way, who is 14 years old. She kept calling him a guy. So you get to be a girl at 22, but he is a grown, considered a guy, a grown man at 14, at 14 years old. So he's, he has the responsibility of an adult at 14, but you at 22 don't? Like, I want to, I want to play with that logic. I want to, I want to discuss that logic and the, the adultification, if you will, of black youth and why black kids don't get the benefit of being kids because that's like a real, that's a real thing, you know, being tried as adults when they're clearly children, harsher punishments at school when they're clearly children. You know, we can go on and on about it, but that is a thing. And so her playing into that, her not even seeing him as a child, her attacking him as if he did her some harm. And then when she was called out about it by Gail, um, she said, you attacked a 14 year old kid. Mia was like, well, the dad grabbed me and pulled my hair. Well, what did you think he was going to do? Let you continue to to attack his son you lunatic like I don't understand I don't I don't get it she base the basics I say if you want to watch it if you're just in the mood to watch insanity um she I say go ahead and watch it just go ahead and watch it but the basics are she doesn't take any responsibility she's extremely disrespectful to Gail she her apology is not an apology. She basically says, I'm sorry I made the dad and the, and the guy feel that way. This kid's in therapy, mind you. Keon Jr. is in therapy. He doesn't understand why this happened to him. He doesn't understand why he was singled out. It has done damage to him and his psyche. And I pray that he heals from it. I pray that he does. But the fact is, all of this was avoidable. Avoidable. Um, y'all remember I told y'all Karma was a black woman? Like, a year or so ago? Well, she is. Because later that week, I think the very next day after the interview, um, back in California where Mia resides, because she hightailed it out of, out of New York faster than you, anyone could could fathom, 
she was actually arrested. <laughs> she was actually arrested, but not, uh, not until she had had a small car chase and then resisted arrest. I believe she slammed the door on the leg of an officer. So I'm sure she could be charged for that. Um, I saw that mugshot, baby girl, like, hey, it, it it is what it is. We shouldn't attack children. And, um, yeah, I hope, I hope for the worst for you. Not the worst, but I hope that you always have the sensation of stepping on Legos. That's all I got for her. Let's move on. So Vogue magazine, once again, in hot water, their cover for the upcoming issue it features Kamala Harris. Not a problem. We love we love Kamala. Um, yeah. So her team and Vogue agreed upon a certain photo being the cover, which features Kamala styled by herself with a gold and tan background in a suit, looking very presidential and approachable, warm inviting all those things like that not things that they would demand a man to be because if you look at the pictures of previous presidents there's a lot of peas in that sentence if you look at the pictures of previous presidents um they didn't have to be warm inviting and approachable but she being the first woman the first person of color in this office suddenly she has to be warm approachable and inviting Okay, we could talk about that too, but we won't. Um, but we see you. We see you. So she looks very presidential. She looks very nice. She looks very nice. Looks very nice. And far be it from me to deny anyone of a Vogue cover. Like, go ahead, do your thing. Covers are a big deal. The problem is the cover that Vogue went with was not that cover of her looking very presidential very vice presidential in the suit with the gold and tan background they took a pink and green background with Kamala in a less formal look and wearing chucks not a problem with the picture there's nothing wrong with the picture the picture is a cute picture and the pink and green that's cute that's cute for her aka um because she's an aka so it's cute. That's really warm. That's 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 nice. It's not a cover, and it's not the cover that they ag- that they agreed to. It's not the cover that she and her team agreed to. It was a photo that was supposed to be in art in what in the article that she's featured in. So Vogue is in hot water for this, and yeah, quite frankly, they deserve it. Because why would you just go with the one that made her look presidential? Why does she have to, why does she have to, why does she have to be more approachable than she is presidential? Think about that. Why does she have to be warm and inviting when men weren't? Why does she have to be warm and inviting when white people don't have to be? Why? Both those questions. Why? (sighs) Oy, oy, oy. And other things that shouldn't be a thing. Y'all out here mad at Cardi B for not letting her daughter culture listen to WAP? 
So somebody saw on Cardi B's social media, she's Cardi B's enjoying her own song, WAP. Her daughter Culture enters the room. Apparently, Cardi cuts her music off. Yeah, because her baby's in the room. And one of you dippy little crazy people went took to your social media and tried to start some stuff saying something to the effect of so your daughter doesn't have to listen to WAP but our daughters do that's just the agenda that you and that whack label are trying to push something to that effect to which Cardi pretty much responded like any parent would she's like I don't make music for kids I make music for adults and then she goes into her own thing. Like she says that she's a sexual person that she, you know, she, you know, has friends who twerk and do all these other things. They don't do it in front of their kids. They don't do it in front of their kids, which that's parenting. You dippy, dippy person, whoever wrote that and whoever agreed to it. There's something called parental controls for a reason. There is something called parental controls for a reason. And now I know that y'all, someone's going to jump in my throat saying, you've been a parent for seven weeks. And yes, I've been a parent for seven weeks and I'm already parenting better than y'all. Not y'all, all of y'all, but y'all know who I'm talking about in that, in that particular y'all. I don't get it. She turned off the song. The song is extremely sexual. Why would she play that for her toddler? Why would she play that for a toddler? Better question. Why are some of y'all playing that for yours? Why is that why is that an issue? Why is that a sudden thing? Like, oh my gosh, Cardi is playing um is not playing um WAP for her daughter. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's a very sexual song. It's Y'all need to do better, seriously. Like, why, that is a non-issue. Like, you're trying to start something that doesn't need to be an issue. And if anything, it just reveals that you, some of you, some folks are just not parenting and would rather blame all their troubles on the media that they allow their children to consume. So, moving on. Okay, we need to talk about it. I kind of waited till now to talk about it, but we need to talk about it. Me personally, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing much better than I was last week. Last week was a rough one. Um, watching the the coup, the insurrection, the the insanity that happened at the Capitol building. A lot of stories have arisen from that. Shout out to one Eugene Goodman. Um, one of the Capitol Police officers who literally led an entire mob away from, uh, I believe it was the Senate doors, led them away from there. Amazing. Incredible. Like, dude, awesome. Like, put his life and his body on the line. I, I know somebody coming out, there, coming out their neck saying, well, he's still a cop and F cops. Oh. Okay, fine. Um, no, no, not this, not this gentleman. Um, and then someone's going to come out their neck and say, well, he's a black man in America and he's putting his life at risk for a country that doesn't appreciate him. 
with a bunch of people who would literally lynch him if they could. And that deserves more conversation. But that doesn't mean that he's still not a hero. Like, I'm not going to take anything away from Bruh. Bruh is a hero. He, by himself, led an entire mob away from the doors where people in Congress, people in Congress were still, still gathered. And there was no protection on that door. So, yeah. A hero. An absolute hero. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of different stories. Like the guy who went to Nancy Pelosi's office and put his feet up and took a piece of mail, which is a federal crime. The whole busting into the Capitol is a federal crime, but you're taking souvenirs um, like mail. First of all, taking mail in general is a federal crime. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, um,. He got arrested. That guy got arrested. So that's good. Same as the guy who took the lectern, um, Nancy Pelosi's lectern, which has been returned to her um, and made a beautiful appearance um, in a later story that I will talk about later. But yes, it has been returned. Um, What else? The guy with the buffalo. So whoever Buffalo crazy person is wearing the Buffalo hat with the American flag war paint, he apparently was arrested and he, according to sources, had not eaten since Friday of last week because the detention center where they had him didn't have his organic food. Don't you know this or didn't don't you know these uh, detention officers by order of a judge? by order of a judge, went out to go get this man his organic food. A terrorist, mind you. A terrorist. This man is a terrorist. Not to say that, you know, if he had an allergy or something like that, or a religious, you know, commitment, that he shouldn't be forced, he should be forced to eat things that, you know, aren't in in complete disagreement with his body. Or, you know, are against his religious beliefs. But my problem is, are you going to do that for the Muslim prisoners that you have? Are you going to do that for the black prisoners that you have? No, just this white man? Because, yeah, that's really weird. Very, very weird. But there's still so many stories coming out. Like last week when I talked to you guys about the video that was released of the police officer who was taking selfies with some of the insurrectionists and the videos of officers opening the gates to allow people in and how a lot of these invaders found secret offices and found doors unlocked and found a whole bunch of things in Congress that they shouldn't have. So it's just extremely frustrating to me. It's extremely annoying to me. It's extremely infuriating and terrifying to me that this was probably an inside job. This was probably an inside job that was done. Um, And... I'm just aghast. I'm just baffled. I'm just... 
like I said, annoyed and terrified. And one of the worst things is people who had not been to this massive situation that happened at the Capitol are now blaming it on Antifa, which I believe the FBI has already come out and said that Antifa does not exist as an organization. It does not exist. But now these Trump supporters are so delusional that they're sitting around believing that Antifa dressed up in a bunch of uh, an organization that does not exist. Antifa dressed up in a bunch of Trump supporter stuff and raided the Capitol to make the Trump supporters look bad. Yeah. That's really annoying. That's really frustrating. That's really disheartening. Um, we learned that five people, ha- because of the the invasion on the Capitol, um, have passed away. Um, three from medical emergencies. One police officer who was bashed in the head with a extin- extinguisher, a fire extinguisher. So much for Blue Lives Matter. Um, and a a service woman, a service woman, I guess who was a 14-year veteran, and she broke into the Capitol and was trying to climb into a particular room through glass windows, and she was warned several times not to, and she got shot. And the frustrating thing is that Trump supporters are now using the hashtag say her name for that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Say her name was for people like a Tatiana Jefferson who was sitting at home in her living room with her nephew playing video games when a police officer who should have been coming in for a wellness check was creeping around her bushes. A Tatiana Jefferson got super nervous about it, went to go check it out and was shot in the face by the officer. The officer did not announce himself. So much for a wellness check. Say her name is for people like Sandra Bland, who mysteriously died in police custody. Say her name is for people like Breonna Taylor, who was just getting ready for a another day of saving lives during the middle of a global pandemic. When three officers who were at the wrong house, the wrong house, the wrong house. House when three officers who were at the wrong house showed up, broke in, didn't announce themselves, and sprayed the place up when her husband, I'm sorry, her boyfriend, rightfully defended her. That's what Say Her Name is for, not for terrorists. Sorry to her family for their loss, but she's a terrorist. So anyway, because of the insurrection at the Capitol, Trump has been banned from Blue Ivy's internet. Not the whole internet, just almost every single social media company, including his sounding board, Twitter, which it's been very peaceful and very nice on that platform. But I'm starting to feel like a parent when the kids are too quiet you know they're planning something and doing something that they probably shouldn't be. That's exactly what I'm feeling like. A bunch of folks have weighed in on that. One being Carrie Hilson, who I'm like, I've never been a person to tell somebody to shut up and dribble. Um, Like Laura Ingram's terrible self. 
But Carrie, we need more songs. You got any more songs? Can you write some songs? Because this and that whole 5G thing, we still haven't forgiven you for. Carrie basically said she didn't cape for Trump, but she caped for Trump by accident. I get what she was trying to say. What she was trying to say is that, you know, we need to watch out for opportunities for censorship. Unfortunately, she used something, something, the phrase freedom of speech. Now, freedom of speech as an amendment is to protect you from the government, from you could say the government sucks and the government can't come and harm you or take something away from you or threaten you for saying they suck. That's what freedom of speech is. Freedom of speech, unfortunately, does not apply, does not apply, does not apply to private businesses of which Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, TikTok, all of them, Snapchat, all of them are. All those are private businesses. And the people who made this like a big issue were the Republicans, oddly enough. Y'all remember that case with the two gay men who were trying to get married and they were baking, they wanted a certain cake from a certain bakery for their wedding and the baker denied making them a cake and he said for religious reasons he's not baking them a cake. And the Republicans caped up, caped up, caped all the way up and said, well, private businesses aren't obliged to to respect certain things. That's kind of what this is based upon. That's kind of what this whole thing is based upon. And so it's very, very funny that the Republicans have jumped out now saying that Trump is being censored. Trump is not being censored. And like I said, this is not a freedom of speech issue. It's not that he's, we just disagree with things that he's saying and people need to be clear about this. We need to be a hundred percent clear about this. It's not the things that he's just saying that we just disagree with. It's the fact that the things that he's saying incited a riot that could have resulted in massive casualties at worst, at worst. Like it's already bad enough that we have more people who've died at the Capitol than Benghazi. For everybody who kept screaming about her emails. That's already bad enough. This man incited a riot. He said, We're going, we are going to march to the Capitol. I am with you. And then drove back to the White House while thousands of people descended upon and organized and ugh, I'm so flabbergasted. While thousands of people marched to the Capitol. And that's really frustrating extremely disheartening and gross gross just this man this man I cannot express it to folk that he does not care anything about you for all of his supporters he cares nothing about you this man had the opportunity to send the national guard to the capitol and ignored the request was ignoring the request was just enjoying watching the melee it took hours for help to arrive. Hours. People were huddled in rooms, hiding under desks and tables. Like, things were destroyed. There was blood on statues. Somebody peed on the floor. 
things were being stolen and ripped up and torn up. Like it wasn't just people just walking in and walking around and looking around. It was a literal invasion. People had zip ties, weapons, guns, like all manner of things. They were doing, they were ready to do harm. They erected a noose. They erected a gallows. They were chanting, hang Mike Pence. The vice, the sitting, the current vice president. This wasn't just some, we're just going to stand outside and yell and y'all didn't like it and y'all started, a, you know, trying to trying to harm us. This wasn't like protesting. This was not protesting. This was a violent, violent act of terrorism against the United States, against the United States government. And it should be seen as such, Carrie. Like, you got another, you got some more songs in you. We need that. We need that. Not to say that you can't learn and not to say that you didn't learn because people have run her down um, because of her comments. But yes, yeah, sis, this, this ain't it. This is not it. Like, please, 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 please don't do this. But like I said, Trump has been banned from the internet. Apparently, that's the thing that he's really gotten upset about. It wasn't the violent insurrectionists whom he made a video for during the melee, during the insanity, saying, I love you and you're very special people and things like that. But you have to go home now. He, where, you, if you remember, people kneeling were sons of bitches, right? Y'all remember that? But people literally tearing up the government that he took an oath to serve to to uh he took an oath for this country y'all and he literally sent a mob to attack it back to the internet situation um while this is all well and good while this is all well and good It's too little too late because Donald Trump has been stoking these fires for years now. Years. In fact, I would say there is a direct line, a direct line from Charlottesville to the Capitol. Saying there were good people on all sides. Emboldening these races. Emboldening them. Saying the same things that they were saying. Saying the things that they wanted to hear. And these platforms did nothing about it. The blatant racism that has uh, so proliferated the social spaces of which, you know, even I have experienced um, people who just feel bold in their racism, feel bold in their hatred, feel bold in the, the things that they say and the things that they do. Those people got that energy from Donald Trump. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Those people felt that way before Donald Trump came along. Donald Trump just made it accessible. He made it okay for them to feel that way. They felt empowered by it. They felt that way long before. And they've been feeling that way. And their parents felt that way. And that, their grandparents felt that way. So for everyone who's saying that this is not the America that they know, this is the America we know. And we being people of color. This is the America we know. We being women. This is the people that we know. The people who live on the margins. 
So we knew this America. We've known this America. You know, I made a whole video last week on TikTok about, you know, this. there's a straight line from slavery to Reconstruction to Jim Crow and Tulsa, the Tulsa race riot, which wasn't a riot. It was a massacre, uh, the Elaine massacre. What happened with the, the Wilmington insurrection? There's so much history. And I'm just talking about for black people. I'm just talking about for black people. Let's talk to the Native Americans. Let's talk to our Asian brothers and sisters. Let's talk to the Latinx community. Let's talk to women. Let's talk to a whole bunch of groups, a whole bunch of folk, because we all have stories. Okay, so this is the only America we know. The America that y'all talk about being uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave. We've seen some brave folk, but it ain't been free for us. It surely hasn't. So. Yeah. So this week, (laughs) the House has um, voted to impeach Trump. Now, they gave Mike Pence the opportunity to invoke the 25th Amendment. What the 25th Amendment would do is basically remove Trump from office and have Vice President Pence serve the remainder of the term, which is only a few days. But we've seen what he could do with one day, and he should have been removed immediately after. Like, could you imagine if Barack Hussein Obama had sent... A mob up to, oh my goodness, he would have been in jail. He would have been locked up already. There would be no question. There would be no discussion. No discussion. Could you imagine if it was Black Lives Matter charging up to the Capitol? We actually saw pictures. There's, um, actually, I posted it on Twitter. I posted two pictures, a comparison pictures. And one was when Black Lives Matter was protesting in D.C., which they were marching to the Capitol, but they never got to the Capitol because, first of all, they weren't trying to get in the Capitol and they weren't trying to raid the Capitol and no one had empowered or emboldened to to kill anybody. They literally were just protesting police brutality. They're saying, hey, our lives matter, too. Totally different situation, right? Completely different situation. Then you have... On the next picture, you have the police presence for this massive rally that Trump was holding, which why are you holding a rally, dude? You're leaving office. Why? This is nothing but an ego stroke. You need an ego stroke to make you feel better about losing. (sighs) But I had those pictures side by side and you could see the difference. And I'm like, What's up? Like, what, what, what are we really saying here? And I'm not the only one who took note of that. The world took note of that. Everyone saw what happened to black folk this summer. And for everyone who said, um, jumped on things and said, well, you're burning cities. Name one city that was burned. Blocks were burned. Stores were burned. Um, and those are, those are bad. Those are bad things. Okay. Um, but 93% and I have articles 
and there have been there has been research done since those protests. 93% of those protests were peaceful. Completely peaceful. And the 7% that got turned up turns out were incited either by police presence or outside forces. And like I said, there is scholarly literature, facts and figures to back this up. For everybody who jumps down my throat and says, well, what about people burning cities, burning cities? Name one city that was burned. City, not store, not block. City. Because y'all keep saying city, 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 cities. There wasn't a city that was on fire. There might have been a, a few stores. There might have been a block. And like I said, those are tragic. But even those were not attacking the capital. The capital is called the people's house. It is the seat of our government. It is where our voice is supposed to be heard. It is where the people that we vote for become our representatives and take our interests to the capital. Now, has that happened very often, especially for people of color? Meh, not really. But we're getting used to this thing now. And yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be the people's house. So for Trump supporters to go from a rally incited and enraged to the Capitol to attack the Capitol, that is a federal crime. They attacked the federal government. That wasn't attacking a store because we wanted food. That wasn't attacking a store because we wanted goods or clothes or something like that, which is bad. I'm not saying that's not bad, but I'm saying it's not attacking the seat of our government. Just things to consider. So the House decided to impeach Trump. And by the House deciding, I mean all the Democrats and 10 Republicans. Which people are hailing that as like a big deal that there are 10 Republicans that crossed sides, which is weird that we even have sides. We really should. We really need to start working better together, guys. We're not gangs. We're just two different, two opposing sets of views which should be able to work together and should be able to listen to each other. But I see why certain folks can't be listened to because I watched that proceeding and some of these Republicans sound batshit crazy. They sound like lunatics talking about BLM and Antifa when they were doing their riots. Our Democratic uh, counterparts didn't have anything to say. But now they want to have things to say. Yes, they want to have things to say. Yes, they do. Because all of y'all could have been dead. All of y'all. They were coming for Nancy Pelosi. They were coming for Mike Pence. They were coming for Chuck Schumer. They were coming for AOC. They were coming for um for Ilhan and everyone else. Like they were coming. They were coming for those people. What would it what I don't I don't understand what re- these Republicans who are voting against impeachment were thinking because these people weren't going to ask you what party you stood for. They were just going to take your life. They were just going to take your life or take you captive. And that is proven by the two pipe bombs that were found at the RNC and the DNC. And that was proven by the person who was bringing in zip tie handcuffs and all the weaponry 
and the fact that they were willing to break into these rooms to try to get to folk. Y'all keep thinking it's a game. It's not a game. And for every person, every Republican who are saying, we want unity, we want unity. We can't have unity until we have accountability. We can't have accountability until we have consequences. We have to show as a nation that you can't mess with the United States. If it had been the Taliban, we would have been all up in arms. Y'all remember 9-11 for those who were not old enough to remember 9-11. Let me tell you what happened. I remember we sang Kumbaya, not literally Kumbaya, but we were singing a bunch of like feel good, lovey-dovey songs. There was a bunch of candlelight visuals, vigils and everybody was an American. Everyone was an American. Um, suddenly, we were all Americans. And there's a, I believe it was Time Magazine. Time Magazine put a cover up with... The day before, it was like 9, 10, 2001, where everybody had like their own identities. And then 9, 12, 2001, and just said everybody was just an American. And I got the sentiment and it was cute, but it wasn't, it's not true. (laughs) You know, the way certain people treat us, you know, there's still a class system that needs to be addressed in the United States, a caste system, if you will. Um, But yeah, I don't understand how my, how these Republicans want to say that we have to, we have to have unity. We have to have unity and to impeach the president will only bring a further divide. Well, how much more divided can we get? When you have an entire group of people who are willing to risk federal prison time, federal prison time, that means you can't own a gun. That means you can't vote. All of that, all of that, they're willing to commit mass murder of individuals in the government, the government. They're willing to do all that. And these are the people you want to protect? These are the people, oh no, we want to prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. So why not um, prosecute the person who's responsible for all this? Exactly. We can't have unity until we have accountability. Make him accountable. Make him accountable for his words. The problem is that Donald Trump has never been accountable for anything in his life. He has weaseled his way out of tons of trouble, weaseled his way out of treating people bad, weaseled his way out of taking care of his kids, weaseled his way out of being committed in a marriage, weaseled his way into the presidency, and now is trying to weasel his way out of any accountability. He, te- he said he takes no accountability, none, none for almost all. Having these government officials murdered. He said he takes no accountability. So. Yeah, he got impeached today. And I was just grossed out by the fact that there were so many people who really didn't want him to be impeached. But that man deserves to be impeached. He incited a mob. He incited a mob. There are people who were fearful that they would never see their families again. 
people across aisles, people in different parties, are fearful that they would never see their families again. We were watching in terror here as people were just going insane for hours in this building. Five people dead. Just so much destruction in this building that's supposed to be the symbol of our democracy. Taking down the United States flag and replacing it with the Trump flag. (sighs) Yeah, there should have been way more folk than 10. I know people think that 10 is a miracle. Should have been way more folk than 10. Way more folk than 10. (sighs) So where do we go from here? Well, Trump now has the impeachment hearings head to the Senate. <clears throat> Not he has it headed to the Senate, but his he's the second. This is his second impeachment. So make, that makes him the first president to ever been impeached twice. So that's fun. Hold on. Tea break. Ooh, delicious. Um, it's chai tea, by the way. I like my chai tea with milk and honey. It is delicious, and I enjoy a nice cup of tea before bed. Not that I'm going to bed because I have a seven-week-old. Um, so we, she, she dictates my schedule. So I'll let y'all know. But anywho, this has to go to the Senate. Apparently, there are whispers that Mitch McConnell is very pleased about the impeachment, which is a big turnaround from this time last year. Um, folks were calling this, certain folks were calling this whole thing a witch hunt and yeah, now here we are a year later and we hate to say I told you so, but we told you so. We told you all back last year that this man could, things, bad things could happen from the things he said. We told y'all in previous years, we told y'all in 2015, we told y'all, we told y'all this man was dangerous. It just, it's a shame that it, it's not a shame that it took so long. I'm glad that there hasn't been more violence, but the fact remains, he was tweeting, liberate different, different cities, deliberate, liberate different states during a, the middle of a global pan. It's a global pandemic. It's a global pandemic, meaning with an airborne virus. Meaning that you go, and you can have it. And the states decided to close down. And he didn't appreciate that because he was treating the whole thing like a hoax. Despite the fact that there was a video of him, um, not a video, there's a recording of him saying that he knew the whole time that this was going to be a dangerous thing. And he literally risked y'all's lives. Lordy. And he's he's saying liberate, liberate, liberate. And he goes liberate Michigan. And then Michigan's governor have a a a a kidnapping plot that was thank God foiled recently. They were gonna kidnap her. They were planting explosives by her like one of her homes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff. Invading capitals, invading different capitals, breaking in, screaming in the face of officers. We have pictures of that. We have pictures of that all because they want their gyms back open, all because they want to be able to get a haircut 
Meanwhile, we go and we can have a, a terrible virus which could lay dormant in our own bodies, but could take the lives of people that we love and respect. That's insane, y'all. This is insanity. This is ignorance. And this is the thing that Donald Trump has stood upon for the last four years. He didn't make America great. He made, he showed how great we weren't. He showed us who we really are. I know Joseph Biden, bless him, president-elect, said that this is not who we are when he talked about the, the riots and things like that. I disagree loudly. Donald Trump has shown us exactly who we are. He has shown us that we are violent and divided and hateful and ignorant and, and selfish. That's who we are. That doesn't mean that's who we have to be. But that's who we are. When you have 75 million people who voted for this man for a second term, despite the fact that at this point we're pushing 400,000 people who died from a virus when it was completely, we could have turned this thing around. 20 million people infected. We could have turned this thing around. Hospitals filled with zero capacity. We could have turned this thing around. Him threat, like him saying terrible things. And now there's death threats on the lives of our top scientists. We could have turned this thing around. People marching in the street for justice and for, and for peace. And they're being attacked by militarized officers. We could have turned this thing around. This whole thing could have been turned around. He's allowed to say whatever he wants on the internet. And that breeds and brews groups of hate. That literally wait on him. That are are standing back and standing by. We could have turned this thing around. So now how do we turn this thing around? How do we go from here? Well, like I said earlier, we need accountability. We need accountability. We need accountability. And so every single person, I know there is up to 300 folk now, um, which I'm baffled at how these folk even got to go home. Like the guy who left with the lectern. How did you get that on a plane? Like, explain that to me. People who, like, they, they just tore up the Capitol and then they were allowed to go back home. How? How? When you could have a picture taken of you at a Black Lives Matter event and then cops will find out where you live. Wild stuff. But the federal government has to chase people all over the, all over the United States? That's wild. That's wild to me. But anyway, so far 300 folk have been either charged or arrested. There will be more in the coming days because hell, there was a ton of people, ton of people up there and they need to have the books thrown at them. The books, all of the books, okay? That's one way, but we have to see this president suffer consequences for his actions. He must be removed from office. And I know that we voted him out. And I know that there's only a few more days. 
But this man deserves the time that he's earned for inciting mobs that could have killed so many people. So many people who led an insurrection against our, the very government that he's sworn an oath to. And then we can get to some work. Then we need to talk about the politicians that allowed for this, that fed into this. We need to talk about the media companies that ignored this. We need to talk about policing. We need to talk about caring for for our communities. We need to talk about people feeling desperate and why people feel so desperate during the middle of a pandemic where we could be like some of these other countries and make sure that people eat, make sure that people's lights stay on, make sure people's home, they have security in their homes, that they feel safe where they live, that their children feel safe and that, you know, we're working on the educational system and working on you know, at home learning and things like that. So people don't get sick. So people don't get this virus. We really could have turned this thing around and we still can, but we have to be willing to do the work. And that's been this episode of the Reclaim Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you for keeping the show alive and keeping the show popping. If you want to be a patron of this show, you can find the show on Patreon at P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, Elise, A-L-E-S-E. And you too can be a patron starting as little as $5 a month. Some people go five, some people go higher. That's your business. I appreciate it all. Thank you guys for keeping this show independent. If you would like to sponsor an episode, just email me at thereclaimedblog at gmail.com. If you want to stay in contact with me, email me at thereclaimedblog at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social at thereclaimed on Instagram and Twitter and anti-blackfish club. Lord Jesus, I almost forgot my name. Anti-blackfish club on TikTok. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, peace, y'all.